0: welcome to the new episode I don't, I don't know how to start this intro because it usually i do like the whole rigmarole welcome to <laughs> this and the you know the mammoth legends circle gambles, all that but it's like we literally just seconds ago we did that last episode about talking about christmas and most anticipating most anticipated for next year and then going back looking at 2020 for in games um this is uh so this is part one of our uh top 10 list for 2020 we do it um, almost every year the last uh, week of the year we uh, put together our top excuse me top 10 list for the for the year um, so it should be fun um, doing that Set down uh, and got got mine put together uh, Gable's got his put together we don't know what what they are a um, few little caveats just for me I don't put I never put Madden on my list every it the game is just Not allowed to be on there because I just don't know how to rank that game. That's a different piece in itself. Um, You know, then we have like little rules, like you know, you can you can have uh, expansions are allowed, uh, like but like a a DLC pack is not. Um, uh, Remakes are allowed, so like looking back, like a Resident Evil Two, that's allowed, but um, a game that just got like a remastered is not allowed. Um, Like Devil May Cry Five for the for the got remastered for the next gen consoles that's not eligible um stuff like that um so like i said we do this every year we don't know what's on our list um we go back and forth take turns starting from 10 work our way down um you know it's always a good time this is always my favorite recording session of the year um not only you know it's fun looking back at the at the year and putting together and having those little arguments in your head about okay where does this go where does this go Oh, man, I don't wanna leave this off my top ten list, but I guess I got to and ooh, is this the seven is this seven or is this eight? I have those arguments and uh, <laughs> I love doing it. I look forward to it every year just sitting down uh put on put on my headphones, listen to some music and set up my computer and t- type all my uh, all my stuff out I have some like little notes for myself don't want things I want to, don't want to touch upon. And it's just a blast I, I on my notebook I've had since we started this podcast seven and a half years ago that I have all of our list on so I'm excited to. Uh, start the uh start i'm gonna get my pen going here and uh, start writing down our our lists so we can do the uh our top 10 then at the next time our next recording session i will when we, when we come back i will actually put together and uh, we do a points i do a point system where it's like if uh this games gets is gables number 10 game of the year it gets one point and gables number one game of the year gets 10 points and then if we have the same games on our list we will combine those points together then i make a top 10 list out of that so then every year we always uh, end up having our game overall game of the year i can't remember i think last year i only really go back i believe was um let me see if i can find it i think it was uh was it until a goose game was our 2019 game of the year I think it was, honestly. Because I I had it number two when you had number three. So, yeah. (laughs) It was our, uh, it was, Uh, I think, funnily enough, it was our only game that we both had on our list, too. The only Uh,
1: time in our show's history where both of us only had one game in
0: common. Yeah. Usually, like most years, we'll have four or five in common. Uh, Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, that last, but last year was just a weird, I mean, I think a lot, like I talked about a bunch already, like last year wasn't, wasn't a great year, but there was a, a plethora of pretty good games so that, that shows you where we had a, a total of 20 different games possible and we had 19 where most years we will we'll have you know 14 or 13 so um uh, tells you how good last year was but i think you know this year was even better um we had a lot of great top end games uh, and and we had some really good you know mid-tier games as well so this was definitely a fun year i think put uh uh putting together a top 10 list and having those arguments uh and, I, you know, kind of a quick, quick. Um, I feel like I, this year was easier for me to put together where, like, usually, like, going most years I'll go into it and I'll, like, I start putting, like, having that conversations and arguments ahead my head and, like, looking into it, like, beginning in December. Like, three weeks before we do the podcast, I'll start working on my top ten list. And I'll have rough draft after rough draft after rough draft, argument after argument after argument. And I feel like a lot of years I end up overthinking it and I, I move things around last minute. And I always end up regretting it. And this year, I actually, I didn't sit down and start putting my top 10 list together until yet last night. Um, and I, like I had a general idea. You know, I wrote I wrote them all down and I, I kind of looked at my list and I had like 14 games, I think, that I'm like, these are top 10 potentials. And then just, uh, you know, sat down and really just putting in the top 10 didn't take too long. It was, you know, just getting the talking points and r- ranking them. I feel like really only took me a few hours. So where most years, I mean, I would put like 10, 15 hours into these fucking things, so. Um, What was your process like putting this together?
1: To be perfectly honest with you, I mean, there were some aspects of the list that were easy, but the middle of the pack, that one was a little bit more difficult for me to decide. But it was also trying to recollect how, what games this year I actually did go through and play because I did play through plenty on Game Pass, did play through plenty on PSN, and also eShop stuff earlier on this year before March. So I basically went through plenty of uh elimination processes and stuff i tried to incorporate some bits of uh some things off of like say the snes or nes app but at the same time i'm like no in certain aspects i mean this these games are already out and about but uh like i said before this yeah it was kind of a a little bit easy to put together the list this time around but at the same time it same time the middle of it just seemed kind of uh back and forth <laughs>
0: yeah yeah that, that's always for me is the case it's like i always feel pretty good about my like top three or so it's like uh it's always like the when you get to the middle like i'd say like the run that five that, that five to eight range is always the hardest part for me and then always ten ten's tough too because it's like you know if it's a really good year it's tough leaving some of those games out off your list so um yeah, I guess we can uh, jump right into it. Gables, do you want to start or do you want me to start?
1: I'll start this time, okay. actually.
0: All right. Give me your number 10, buddy.
1: All right, so number 10 for my list of the game games of the year for 2020. Number 10 is Fall Guys.
0: Oh, okay, nice.
1: <laughs> so Fall Guys, for a time when it was still remotely popular, back before another game, kind of uh, <laughs> sold its thunder, so to speak, not even like a couple months later, this game was very fantastic in terms of its whole twist on the battle royale type of experience more or less becoming like a big old game show and you had to contend with like oh god 59 80? other was it, no, no, like, it was 60 or
0: 80 it was
1: like 60 actually so 59 mm-hmm. other people so you're a part of this game show and you have to compete with like with 59 other people in regards to try to be the top one to take the crown and let me tell you I definitely had a fun time playing this game this year It was kind of hilarious how the game kind of uh, came out, and then YouTubers were talking about it, people were other, like, online were talking about it. I started playing it, and immediately, the first couple of games, I got into, like, the top (laughs) ten, like, towards, like, the final portion of the round, because it was, it's mostly due to platforming. I mean, unless your online thing was, like, crap... A lot of the minigames were fairly understandable, you know, and that was the beautiful part about Fall Guys. The overall courses, they are simple to understand. They are hard to master, especially when you have a lot of other people try to hold, try to grab you, try to push you off the ledges, try to do this and that. And yeah, I, I fell victim quite a few times of uh, people being jerks. But at the same time, the best moment came when that game, for me, was after about a good solid few weeks of getting, like, second place for these uh, various matches and stuff, like, multiple times, and sometimes not even the fault of my own, it was, like, some sort of crap that uh, they just happened to get and hold on, like, and even at certain parts, other, like, other people would try to keep me from getting the freaking crown or something like that, some of the final ones literally grabbing me so I wouldn't be able to get it, (laughs) big old dick moves and stuff, Mm -hmm. but when I finally got the crown... That, in and of itself, for me, was the highlight of it. I'm like, okay, after all that battle, I finally got my crown. And quite honestly, after I got that crown and I went through and I finally won my first match and stuff, I'm kind of like, well, you know what? Now that I've got the crown, i got everything else, it's like, I I, I feel satisfied with this game. And so I promptly kept it on my PS4 for a while before after Extra Life, and I just decided to delete it. (laughs) (laughs) But honestly, for the time I had with it, it was enough to where it was notable. But at the same time, it was rather enjoyable. So, Fall Guys is number ten. Nice,
0: very cool, man. So, uh, my number ten is a game that um, I was actually looking forward to, and uh, I just wanted—I was, was waiting to get around to playing it. And then I uh, got put on Game Pass, and I had a blast playing through on there. It's a little game called Streets Rage Four. Nice. Um, yeah, um, yeah, Streets of Rage One and Two, especially Two, was a uh, a game, uh, were, were two games that were two of my favorite games of my childhood, uh, playing through those, you know, having a Sega Genesis, uh, playing through those constantly when I was, um, younger. And like, I literally beat them multiple times a day, um, for, you know, all the, like all the time I go through phases where I just jump into them and play them over and over again. Um, and I still, I, I could probably play the whole soundtrack in my head right now. Uh, like that's how much I played those games and I could probably run through that game in my head right now too. Um, especially the second one. Um, but yeah, I was just like going into it. I was a little nervous at first. I mean, immediately where I was just like, I don't I mean, it's like, you know, it's like, are they, how well they can do this beat them up. you don't have a, like, there's not very many good beat ups that come out anymore. Or it might be some good ones there. It might be some okay ones every now and again, but nothing really uh, right home about. And then this one came out, um, you know, and just had a really good time with it. I think it's, it only took me a couple hours to beat. There's like 12 levels and there. Each one's probably like 15 minutes or so. Um. Yeah, it was just really good. I thought the art style was really great too. Uh It was nice to look at. It was very like comic book style, esque, um, and just kind of bringing away of like, um, you know, it's kind of got like the old school look to it, but also like they brought it. They did a good job bringing it to 2020. Um, and I thought the boss fights were great as well. I love the boss fights. Except the some at the end were not great, where it's like we're gonna give you um th- this boss fight from stage two and three. And now we're you're gonna fight them again, but this time they're together kind of stuff. It's just like uh, you know, the, it just kind of got that trope that we, we saw a lot in uh, a lot of beat ups back in the day, especially even in rage had him too, but really loved it. Like just even like the, um, just a couple of elevator scenes, they hit the fight on platforms. You had to fight on, which is great. Cause that's some of my favorite parts of the original Street rage ga- uh, games was fighting on the elevators and stuff like that. It was just, it was, it was a really good game. Uh, it was a good way of like, it was a good revival for, like I said, one of my favorite games, um, when i was a kid and i is something i did not um expect to like as much as i did but really really enjoyed um it's, i don't i mean, my, my one thing with it is i don't feel like there's a lot of reasons to go back to it and i mean that's it's a beat-em-up i guess if you really like if you want to go back and play them a bunch of times you, you can but as after i was done with it I, I was done with it but uh yeah i, I was really happy with it and i, I think it's definitely worth it if you have, i don't know if it's still on game pass but if it's on there then you like beat-em-ups um, this is a really really good one i thought uh, but that has been number 10 Streets of Rage 4 uh, what about you Gables
1: alright so for the, my next one on my list number 9 is Battletoads nice okay. <laughs> so Battletoads like I said in the previous episode this is as one of my actually most surprising games of the past year because from what I saw in early footage of it what people were talking about it when it uh, was first shown people did not like it and obviously there are some gamers that still don't like this game only because of how different in terms of tone that it was from the original game which then again i argue that uh, the game really wasn't that serious to begin with yeah i mean for god's sakes you have three anthropomorphic toads or something like that going through and like having 90s references and this and that you know it's it's not i would consider realistic yeah I, I, i
0: i think looking back at it you know um i think a lot of it too is like they're probably playing just the levels of those games and it's like right the combat's not the right home about but i think like it's the whole package that really makes the game better than what it really should be
1: to be perfectly honest i think it's a great first game inside of like a like a maybe future releases you know i feel like that the combat laid some good like foundation in regards to like its uh combos and its tones i mean there are definitely some elements of the game that could have been improved in regards to adding a bunch of more different combos maybe not have so much of like the same things you could use but i thought the the subtlety of the i thought the humor of it was pretty fun i mean there were some parts where i was actually laughing at it because Mm -hmm. there it was actually pretty like uh it was actually pretty funny and it got me at some moments i mean the shifting of the different types of like mini games the different types of like uh, aspects of it I did enjoy a fair amount of them, even though if they were as simple as, like, okay, hold buttons in this type of combination in order to advance things further for your ship, or, okay, let's go ahead and have, like, a uh, like a shmup sort of level to where you have to go through and, like, blast things with your uh, Battletoad ship and this and that. I mean, I kind of liked how it broke up in the, the monotony of go to one stage, fight a bunch of enemies, fight a boss, then stage ends, and you have to go and repeat that again. So I did like how the different Toads felt. One of them was sort of like a a light character, very fast, very speedy, was able to element the combos, but you had like another one that was more balanced, and then the last one was more like a heavy fighter or something that implemented very like powerful blows, this and that. I did love how you could seamlessly switch between the Toads at uh, like at will pretty much. And quite honestly, the game really wasn't that bad in terms of the difficulty, in terms of the varieties of enemies. I mean, yeah, a lot of the enemies kind of felt like they took a hell of a lot of hits, really, and didn't really feel all that rewarding in some aspects. But uh, honestly, for what it was, I felt like Battletoads was actually a solid game, and that in of itself surprised me most this year. So at number nine is Battletoads.
0: All right, very cool, man. Uh, my number nine is... Um another game i did not think would be as uh enjoy as much as it did and it's funny i i, I played the uh the one before that uh just uh, like a couple of weeks before it came out and ended up really liking that one and i'm like oh fuck yeah i'll jump in and play this one and that game is called resident evil 3 um hmm. yeah uh i mean it's it, like the, the reviews are definitely like all over the place for this one i feel like either it's like that game got like sevens, it got, I saw a couple of nines, I saw like some eights, it's just all over the map. Um, and I, I, it's definitely in there somewhere. It's, it's in that seven to like 8.5 range, right? I think it's like, um, it's a really fun, fast paced, actually, game. And kind of like, as I was playing, it, I was like, this is what I feel like Resident Evil five and six could have been, like, or should have been, you know, it's like, they just went crazy with, you know, we, we talk about it over and over again, everybody knows about it. like, just, they, they try to make a gears of war game and it's just, didn't work um and, and this is like this felt like what you know Resident Evil 5 and 6 really could have been um and I just I love the RE engine and just everything looks really good in, in that engine and I really liked uh, uh Jill Valentine in this game where like I usually don't follow this care too much for the story follow the story that much They're usually just dumb it crazy stories and it's like I it, it mean it's still corny it's Resident Evil it's corny but I actually like like Jill, where she, she like showed some real emotions, and I thought the um, the actress that played her um, did a really good job of her, like just uh, ex- with expressions and things like that, like where it felt like she felt like an actual person, where it wasn't just like I felt, like, you know, like I, I, I thought Leon and Claire and Resident Evil Two weren't like all that great, uh, even in the remakes. I just I didn't nothing really stood out to me in those. Um, even like I played Resident Evil Seven earlier this year, and it's like I, I felt Ethan was okay. Um, this was definitely one where I'm like, I, I really actually liked this character in Jill. Um, and like Carlos, I thought that he was good too. Uh, I thought they just did a really good job. And it's like, I think like the big, the big complaint really is like, the, I remember I beat the game like four and a half hours. I like think I literally beat it. Like, um, I played like the first hour when I first, when I first got it. And then I beat the rest of the game in one sitting. But that's also a testament of like, I really enjoyed this game because I, I, you know, end ended up beating it in a sitting essentially, uh, or in two sittings. Um, yeah, you know, but I really like this game. I, I I don't like the item management parts. That's always a frustration to me. Like I think I spent it took me four and a half hours to beat this game, but an hour of that easily was me running back and forth from where I was to the to a safe room to like put stuff in my put stuff in the, the chest or whatever that way uh, you could put you can store stuff in. Um but yeah, I thought it was just a really fun action game. Um that like is it I don't know, is it worth the sixty bucks it came out for? Definitely not in that in the, the multiplayer I heard was resistance thing they put in there was just garbage but uh yeah i feel like i mean if you if you like resident evil games like this is definitely one i think like it's i've seen it for like 20 30 bucks a lot lately like this is a really good game i think uh, not a great game but it's a really good game um and i think uh, a lot of people should check it out because i feel like it kind of got glossed over because i think resident evil 2 stunned people and i think expectations were probably a little too high for resident evil 3 but that's number nine resident evil 3
1: All right, that brings it up to me. So number eight is going to be a little bit different. So this is a game that I actually had played on the eShop like months ago. It was something that was kind of weird, kind of obscure. I did not know. Like, uh, I did not know exactly when it did release, but I double-checked it before purchasing it. Yeah, it was released earlier this year, and it was kind of weird. The game is called Dogger Eye. Now, what Dogurai is, is like an action platformer that has like almost like a sepia tone-like look to the game in and of itself. And quintessentially, you get to play as this dog character, right, that goes through these various platforming levels, and you get to face off against these uh, bosses at the end of each stage. So it looked like a mix between, like, in action games, like, say, of a Ninja Gaiden, or even like of a Mega Man thing, where you get to select your own stages, you get to do this and do that. But... Depending upon certain elements of the game, especially towards the end portion of it, you can actually choose like specific like different endings in regards to it. So the replayability is there in that regards, and I thought that was very cool. I did like the look of the game. It's definitely simplistic. You could have kind of almost mistaken it for like an like like almost a uh, early form of a Game Boy game for back then, which that's the kind of this that I thought was pretty cool. I really liked the elements of the level design. I thought they were, I think they were, I thought they were fairly fine in re- terms of like uh, what you were supposed to do, how you were supposed to trans, like how you were supposed to transition between specific enemies and stuff. The game wasn't exactly like specifically hard per se, but at the same point, I thought the challenge was fair. But at the same time, the game wasn't really that much money. You know, it was like maybe five bucks, so it was definitely one of those games that I have found on the Switch now for like almost four years in a row now where I end up finding a game or buying it for like maybe five bucks or less and I end up spending like a good amount of time on it because it's, it's fucking fun. I mean, case in point, Kamiko comes to mind, Night Terrors comes to mind, One Strike and then it's like, last year last year it was like a Kane, where to me, even though I don't remember it being on my top 10 list or something like that that game definitely I put a lot of good time into it and Doggerai is definitely one of those games where it basically came out of nowhere it was something I picked up randomly on the eShop because I was in the mix of uh, playing games like Snakey Bus and Super like Mario, Mario Bros. 35 and stuff and playing those games in the down low but uh, yeah action platformer Doggerai takes the number eight spot
0: very cool, man. Those was always the best games where you just like take a, you just take a chance on a uh, a game on the store, and, like you just end up having a blast with. It. Like that was like the last game I had I had that with was like Forgotten and back in twenty eighteen. Like, yeah, these the, the games are just, yeah it's, it, those are games always those games come out nowhere. It was the best. Um, I just watched Taylor on it looks pretty cool. Um, but yeah, my uh, my number eight. Um, are we on number eight now? Here we're number eight. Um yeah. My number eight is a uh, Stunner. If you would have asked me at the beginning of the year where i would rank this game it would have been one or two three at worst um that game is uh, doom eternal um okay yeah it's, it's a game i really really liked obviously like I mean, we hyped that game up for so long um yeah we did love doom 2016 adore that game but my biggest complaint with that game was even and even the developers talked about it, was like that last like third of the game it was just like they ran out of ideas but and they just kind of like and it's something I complained about even at the time was like you know it's just it's just onslaught of enemies and it's just like you're different it's just a bunch of ways of enemies and we're just all these guys that were um, you know you, you just run into every now and again now they're just part of now they're just part of the, the enemies that you fight the demons you fight on a regular basis and that was the big issue I had with um, this game there was like I can't remember the there's a really great boss fight in the middle of the game and I can't remember and he has the the dog um, with him that like the the wolf that like um, that attacks you. And I can't remember what it's called, but it was a really awesome boss fight. It took me multiple attempts and I finally beat him with like, literally like my last, like literally my last fucking bullet with my little tiny sliver of health. And it-, it was an awesome fucking fight. And then it was just like, Oh now he's just a part of the fucking, you know, like a level or two later. He's just, he's just like one of the guys. Now you're going to fight 20 of them. And that was a- an issue I had too with, the- with this game was like, they still didn't solve that problem of like, you know, like, that last chunk of it, where it's just like we're just fighting an onslaught of, of different waves of different types of enemies that you've been the same. We're not adding anything new, and the enemies that were special to you are no longer special, and they're just there's just a part of the game now. And you know, I, I at first I, I enjoyed the platforming parts, and I thought it was fine. And I actually thought it really helped the combat portions of the game, um, where like it, you know, added like it made it a little faster, adds like verticality to it where you're running and jumping and climbing up shit and get some extra air out of them. Like I thought it actually was really good, but I think what really hurt the game was like they focus, they got a little too crazy with it. Whereas like there's just whole sections of that game that go on for minutes on end. You're just platforming you know, you're doing wall jumps, you're climbing up things, you're double jumping and you got to do all, it's just like, it wasn't that it was good in the combat, but it just, it, it just killed the flow of that game where that game was like, about movement and speed and definitely in the combat parts. It was, but even like outside of combat, you're just fucking going. It's just balls to the wall all the time. And it's just like, it just slowed that game down to a like crawl. And it's like, even at the time of coming out of it, I'm like I still loved it. and I, two thumbs up. Um, and I, I, I still really enjoy the game. I think it's a really, really good game. Um, but I, I, I would argue, I think doom is a better game. Um, I think the, the ways they added to, I think the combat is better in doom eternal, but I think doom is a better overall package. Um, well, I liked it. Like, they made you, like, and this is something I talked about. Like, they, they looked at, like, the stats of, like, how many people, like, a lot of people just used the shotgun or they used, like, two weapons to get through the whole game. And this game, like, they made you use your whole arsenal of weapons where it's, like, you had to, like, certain weapons would take out, um, you know, like, uh, certain parts of enemies. Like, there was, like, they're weak against certain things and they, each enemy had weak weak spots on them that you got to use certain weapons to destroy those weak spots. Where you can really get damage in there or take out their their big weapons like take out the spider's cannons things like that and it's like a really major use all of like your whole arsenal you had to use it you gotta get used to using everything and really get good with all of them and i thought that was great i loved all that but it was like the in between sections and there was a, a good chunk of them where it just killed that game for me it really did and it's like i like i, said, I really like this game a lot i'm not trying to like bag on it but like like it was definitely like when i was thinking of like most disappointing games of the year this was one of those games that like one of the first games that popped in my head was this game um just because like i like i said it's still a fantastic game because like, i mean if you like doom 2016 still check it out but it was just yeah i, I think part of the problem is definitely like how much i hyped that game over like this was my most anticipated game uh two years in a row was my most anticipated game because it got delayed from 2019 to 2020 so um yeah uh doom doom Eternal, number eight for me uh stunning to me what about you gable what's your number seven
1: number seven is among us oh wow okay let me tell you something before this game came out i knew next to nothing about it i knew that the game released like a few years ago but it didn't really gain traction until this year and that was because of a couple different factors and honestly, it did have a console release not too long ago on not only the Switch but also on the Xbox One. And I gotta admit, though, it's like playing through Among Us, especially with a group of friends, getting things all like uh, under the cuff and stuff. You know, it was a fantastic experience. And I gotta admit, it harkens back to like some of the uh, murder mysteries, like the Who Done It sort of games and stuff, or even like how back in the day you would play these type of board games like clue or mm. whatever the hell you're just trying to guess you know who did this and and where and stuff like that and you're basically taking certain people's word of mouth and stuff and if it contradicts certain things or if you catch someone instead of a lie and stuff it just makes the game even more hilarious when you have specific moments or something that happened that uh, you couldn't you didn't even intend to like the one I'm referring to was the one where I did absolutely nothing because I did not know how to go through and sabotage things inside that match and I end up winning the damn thing as the imposter and everybody in the freaking party is like it's like Gables you gotta tell us how the fuck did you do it and I threw my monitor to the monitor of one of our friends I looked at him I'm like I won by doing doing absolutely nothing. Yeah.
0: (laughs) You just hid hid in the background and nobody figured it out.
1: That last portion where it was just the four of us. uh, Tyler, you were one of them. I Mm -hmm. was one of them. And then, like, there was two other people with us. And I had it to where if they wouldn't have moved, like, uh, further than what they could, if one of them went... Because my initial thought going in through there was, you had went to the left side of the map. I went through with the other two near the right side of the map. So my thought of it was, okay, if one of them goes to the door, I can kill one and then go through the door and kill the other one. And obviously that would have uh, that would have gave me the win. But uh, no, I decided to do nothing, and all of a sudden it it basically was I won the match by
0: default. <laughs> Yeah, we just all eliminated. We all turned on each other, eliminated each other, and then gave us one. It was yeah. And well, be, on top of that, you like you just didn't say anything either, like during discussions, you just were quiet. So it's like we just yeah. basically forgot you existed in this game. That's exactly you what happened. Seen or
1: That's exactly what ended up happening too. I wasn't. <laughs> I ended up being ignored throughout the entire thing, and it, like nobody realized it up until I won the match.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But yeah, there was some definitely fun other fun moments too, like the whole conversation on whether or not like, uh, <laughs> like like oh man, the way you were trying to exploit, trying to defend yourself or something like that against like Jake and everyone else. It's like all of a sudden you get ejected. Yeah, like, I
0: kept getting shit. ejected, and like I mean, there's a few, there's a couple times where I was, I was definitely, I was just, I was the guy, but like there's a lot of times where I. I didn't do anything and I just got I got ejected. It's just like everybody just <laughs> turned on me for no reason. And I hadn't I had no idea what I was doing. And everybody's like, Well, explain what you're doing. I'm like, I don't fucking know. I was swiping a card. Mm. That's very suspicious of you. You're gone. I'm like, what the fuck?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. I Honestly, stayed quiet throughout that thing because the, the whole aspect of it was pretty hilarious where you were explaining your case and you were fairly serious by you explaining your case and everyone else saw the side and you know, I was like, okay, what about this? What about that? And all of a sudden, it's like you get ejected off of the fucking mm. like jillico-
0: <laughs> Fucking bullshit, man. Everybody just turned on me. It's bullshit. Yeah, it's nice.
1: No, what was... And one of the most frustrating things about this game and why it's on my list here for game of the year. Oh my God. The one match the one match where jake and i and everything else and i told you guys from the get-go from the first things like yeah you know what this guy's this guy did it and he was one of the randos that we let in inside for our fucking ship stuff it's like i knew that he was doing something i think i saw him go into the same room and stuff or come out of the same room where someone had someone's body had been found and like okay this and that and stuff and like jake Jake believed me to a certain extent, but we couldn't convince everyone else. And what ended up happening is the final four, the guy kills me. <laughs> <laughs> and I told you, I told you it was fucking
0: him. Yeah.
1: <laughs> now the guys, you guys had like a running gag. It's like, you know what, Gables was actually pretty good. I mean, he was actually able to put him out right away. <laughs> So, yeah, that was my number seven
0: game of the year. <laughs> yeah, very cool, man. Among Us. Nice. So, my number seven um, is a game I really, really liked a lot. Um, obviously, they're in my the top 10 list, so I, I should have to clarify that. But, uh, it's a game, I mean, it's a game I liked a lot, and I was looking forward to playing, but it still uh, blew me away how much I am enjoying it. And that is uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Um, nice. Yeah, uh, really enjoy it. it's. It's the assassin's creed game in japan that we have been clamoring for for like a decade and they just for some reason haven't done it and it's funny like i talked about the time when i was playing i'm like this feels like a better version of what assassin's creed has turned into where it's like it's it's turned more like it's always been open world but it's definitely turned more into a open world game than before and a lot more side quests to do a lot more they focus more on the action and it's like playing uh, Goshima, like, I mean, obviously help you you know, your sword fighting, but I thought that that combat's faster. It's better. The, the weapons you get, um, are, are good. Um, I just, I, I loved like unlocking new stances and new, uh, abilities and adding on to them. Like, I just really love this, love the, love this, like the gameplay of this game. And I love like the fights and I just love like this, the showdowns you had, want people in like the ones where, like you like go up there and you have to like you have to wait for them to make a move to like like get to stand off you know wait for them then you can one one hit kill them and then you can yeah. like uh do the upgrade where you can like add on to it so then you can like com- combo like one hit kill five guys by the end of the game so like i take out like half the fucking guys in like one fell swoop um but i think um Part of the reason it's it's a little low it's it's at seven for me is I just you know I feel like the PlayStation first party games have been just killing it especially uh, as of late where like the the gameplay has been top notch and the stories have been top notch I think with the characters they've had um, and there's you know some clunkers in there I, I feel like personally but uh, I feel like overall like you look back I mean Horizon God of War Ratchet and Clank um, you just there's so many really good games that have come out um spider-man um just been really really great um and i feel like Jin and the, the characters game uh just didn't click for me i didn't really feel like uh i mean i know it's like he's he's a samurai he's like he's and he's like the story i thought was pretty pretty good where he's like he's dealing with like he's he's uh he's become an assassin because he knows that the way the samurai fighting with honor and not sneaking up on your enemies fighting face to face like he knew that way like they were going to lose if he didn't Change and I like that idea of the story. I just didn't feel like, uh, him as a character itself wasn't like just didn't click with me. I thought, but um, maybe it's just, um, part of that problem, you know. I, I feel like you know, with him being the same, right? It's just kind of, you know, that idea of him is just kind of boring, but I love the idea of him like becoming the ghost and fighting that battle, and also like with his uncle and uh, all that, like, where they're like disappointed in him, like, for you know, becoming the ghost and. Uh, Changing, uh, not not honoring the code of a samurai. I thought that story was good, and I thought the main bad guy in Khan was really good. I really enjoyed uh, the cutscenes he was in. Um, That you know, it's like coming after, even though I beat the game. Like I felt like um, I I still wanted, I had a hankering to go back. Like I really enjoyed the combat that much. I just want to go and take over more like the villages and stuff like that, and do more of the side things. Um, It's was a really good podcast game too, where you can just pop podcast like i flew through so many podcasts just like putting the game on playing it just fucking flying through man just had a great time and it wasn't like i was forced myself to keep playing i was just like knocking out podcasts the podcast hours on end just playing through i think i had to put almost 30 hours into the game before i beat it actually no I went over 30 hours uh, when i beat this wow. game. i was like 34 hours in um if i look at my ps5 time uh so one of the games i put probably. Some of the most time into this year as well, and it's just a gorgeous game. They, especially like the things HDR does this generation, is just fantastic. Like it's, I think it's the third prettiest game I've seen uh, this generation, uh, behind Horizon and Gears Five. I thought the, just the colors with the flowers and all that, just this world shines and it's beautiful. Um, but yeah, this game is utterly fantastic. Um, so yeah, it's my number seven, Ghost of Tsushima. Gables, what's your number six?
1: All right, so my number six is Streets of Rage 4.
0: Oh, wow, okay, first time. I believe this is our first, yep, this is our first in common game.
1: All right, so Streets of Rage 4. I got to admit, you know what? I do love my fair share of playing Streets of Rage. Streets of Rage 2 continues to be my favorite one of the series. I mean, the game I can actually go from beginning to end, enjoy myself, Enjoy the music because the music's fantastic in that game. Honestly, a lot kind of applies with the Streets of Rage four. You know, I mean, it may not be of the prestige or like some bits of like stuff as with two, but at the same time, it Matt it actually nails the fundamentals of the game and of the series fairly well. There's multiple characters where you can actually play through, and it's very fun to actually get used to them in that regards. Of course, I go with a balanced character right off the bat, you know, with Axel and stuff, and I go through my experience. It took me a couple of days to go through and, like, play the game like on... Uh, I'm not too sure whether if I went through an easy or a normal setting, but I really did like the stages. I liked some aspects of the music. There are some bosses that are, like, a regenerative, like, uh, remixed and stuff and reused, which, honestly, I kind of akin to that is more like a classic sort of flair of a beat-em-up to where some enemies that are, like, bosses in some stages will come back, like, in the later ones that kind of give you, like, a specific, like, a boss gauntlet. I mean, the, it has happened inside the series from, like, the original Streets of Rage to, like, Streets of Rage 2, and mm-hmm. then, like, in this game for Streets of Rage 4, yeah, I can understand that. The end... man, <laughs> the ending boss of this game, you know, when you get the face-off against the twins and do all this and, like, uh, take out one or the other. I actually did it to where... Like, I, the first time I was facing off against them, I got one down, I was trying to get the other one, and I ended up dying, and then all of a sudden I went back and I did kind of like the reverse, took one out and the other was like, oh, okay, now I figured it out. I can do this and do that. But I will say this about Streets of Rage 4. I played it through on Game Pass, I've had some time to stew on it, and it's definitely one of the games I want to go back and play, because that was actually a pretty damn fun experience. And not only that, but there's other characters I can play as. There's classic stages or classic parts of stages from past Streets of Rage game I can actually unlock. And I've only unlocked like maybe one of them in the regards to my entire playthrough. But there's, a, like I said before, I can play through it, say, with uh, either Blaze or with like uh, the character from the original Streets of Rage forget his name now. He's the uh, older brother to uh, the girl you get to play as. Oh, uh, no.
0: Blaze. Uh, uh, um, I'm trying. To th- it's on tip my tongue. Go on, sorry.
1: Okay. That, and I think you can actually play classic uh, Max from Streets of Rage 2 as well. Yep. But, uh, yeah, I'm more or less kind of interested in seeing, like, you know, how I can actually get better at playing that game because one of the things about Streets of Rage 2 that people really love to do is speedrun it. And this game, Streets of Rage 4, is ripe to do speedruns and stuff. High level play of Streets of Rage is insane to me because it's awesome the way they were able to go through and match timing to specific characters or actually go through that. And I bet this game is actually a ton of fun to try to master a lot of the challenges and get into like a higher difficulty and doing this and doing that. So that's part of the reason why it's my number 6 game of the year for 2020. It's a return to form to the series it's a game where once it when it was announced i was like really there's a new streets of rage game and you know i didn't think much of it until finally it landed on game pass and one day i just downloaded it and started playing it and i'm like hey this is fairly good this is fairly re- like uh, reminiscent of the classic sega genesis games okay so it ended up becoming one of my top games of 2020
0: Alright, very cool, man. Um it's pretty funny. Uh you know, didn't expect to have uh multiple beat em ups in the year twenty twenty. Uh, you know, it's funny you had um you know, your, your my number ten is your number six and your number nine is my number six. It's Battle uh, So uh I I really like this game. It's just it was the perfect game. I think it came out like August. Perfect game you needed after just uh the onslaught of just dark games of playing plus a lockdown just everything going on. And it was just a really fun, you know, solid, like, um, took me like two and a half hours to beat. and I think it took you about the same amount of time. And like, yeah. like I said, like, uh, yeah, like coming in, like people were saying the game was just, is not very good. And I, I agree. I think like the gameplay isn't like it if, if just on gameplay merit alone. It's not great. Like you don't need to play this game for the gameplay. I think it's like I said, it's the whole package. It's, it's really the, the story and the characters that really, make this game stand out um in the, in the art style is really good too i like like i said like you said it really well where it's like if it was just a beat-em-up parts i think it wouldn't um rank as high on my list where it's like it's the other stuff it's like the the quick time event stuff it's the uh the top down shooter part it's the platform the platform i don't like actually like the platform right at all but i mean it was, it was a break from the norm but it's just like i loved everything like the just like when like after they get knocked out of like the the world they're in they come back to the real world and they don't give a shit about them like they went from being you know superheroes and superstars to now they're working mundane jobs or like one of them's like he works in an office and there's people like talk shit about him at the water cooler and like he's cutting over there and he looks over there and they stop talking it goes back to him he's in the computer talk uh, doing his work and then you hear him talking and they look back over and there's they stop talking and then like Um, one of my favorite parts is when pimple accidentally joins a death cult (laughs) and they like (laughs) gets mad at him for like their stupid like beliefs and they get mad at him and he ends up killing all of them they're doing like a mass suicide and he ends up killing all of them (laughs) which is just great Uh, the banter with the dark queen I thought was just really good too pretty much all the cutscenes I thought were great like this is a game like multiple times had me laugh out loud like that's how good this game was
1: you just reminded me of a moment from the game to where they do the Toad shampoo.
0: Yes. And like
1: they, they do the like between like, uh, themselves and the dark queen. And yeah. all of a sudden it's like, it keeps on going. It's like the dark queen loses and the yeah. dark queen loses. <laughs> and she gets progressively more angry each match.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's like every time she loses, it's fucking great. No matter what she does, she loses, uh, yeah it's just like the whole thing the whole game is good i i had a blast like i i kind of just want to go back on just watch the cutscenes of this game because it, it's it's fuck it's fucking funny um just the like just the whole thing it's just it's a it, it's a great game too where it's like it definitely it doesn't overstay its welcome uh which is perfect like i i hope we get a battle of toads too uh because i love this game it's really fun like it's on game pass I it's definitely one of those games where like if you have a if you have game pass, this is a game you need to check out, especially. Um, it's like, I'm not even a huge beat em up guy anymore. And it's like, I have two, two of my top 10 list, but I don't think I've had a single one even considered for a top 10 list in years prior. So, um, pretty good year for, uh, beat them up games, but, um, we had two really good ones this year, but Gables that will, um, wrap up part one for us. Uh, actually I'll do a quick run through here. a uh, quick reminder for everybody. So, um, Gables top ten so far is number ten Fall Guys number nine Battletoads number eight Dogarai, number seven Among Us number six Street to Rage four. My top ten is Street to Rage four number ten, uh, number nine Resident Evil three number eight Doom Eternal number seven Gosshima, and number six Battletoads. So so far we are we've each done five and we have two games in common. So yeah, I already had more than we did all of last year. So. Um, <laughs> Looking pretty good. Uh, But yeah, uh, that will do it for part one. Uh, We'll be back next week with part two of our top ten list. We'll do some honorable mentions and do our uh, five through ones. So I hope you guys enjoy this one. And we'll see you guys uh, next time. Bye, guys.
1: See ya.